Hey, what is going on guys? It's DK. Back at you with another video here. It's only two game NBA main site on Wednesday. Before I get into the video, if you guys are new to the channel, my name's DK. I make daily videos breaking out NBA, NFL, PGA, and esports, daily fantasy sports sites. If you guys are interested in PGA content, I did just upload a video for the Tour Championship. Um, that tournament starts Friday morning. Um, so again, if you guys like golf content, I do have a video up for that. Uh, have been cranking out the NFL videos uh, with the season starting in the next week or so. Uh, and then again, NBA, we'll continue, I'll continue to have videos up every single day. Um, currently right now at 4.59 thousand subscribers. So the easiest way to support me, guys, uh, since all the content is free, is leave a like button on the video, hit that subscribe button if you haven't already, and hit that notification bell just so you know when I upload videos, you know when I go live. Let's try to hit 100 likes on this video. Also, if you guys cannot watch the... Um, the, the YouTube videos I do upload on Apple Podcasts. The link is in the description below, which is the DKDFS show. But with that all out of the way, let's jump into the videos. So before we get into players and the prices for the two-game slate, let's look back at my lineup here from Tuesday. So Tuesday, I mentioned I was going, I guess, a bit contrarian, overpaying for Mitchell and Donovan and, uh, Don Mitchell and Jamal Murray, and it could not be going worse so far. Um, hoping they have a big second half. They're actually doing a little bit better uh, early to start the to third quarter, but... I mentioned that, I mean, I was overpaying. Uh, sorry, cut out there. But, yeah, I knew there was a chance that they would, um, you know, come back down to earth with their shooting. Both are shooting lights out, hoping that they can take over here. Obviously, not great starts. Uh, but then the other guys I went with, I went with Fred Van Fleet. Um, I just thought he was a, you know, good play for his price. was solid. Um, I went with OG Ananubi for value. Uh, Daniel Tice as well. Mark Gasol. Robert Williams, uh, and then paired him with Jeremy Grant and Jamal Murray. So not looking amazing uh, right now, but if Mitchell Murray can get into the fourth quarter form like they have the last few games, maybe it can turn around. We'll see. Um, but that's really the luck back there. I was, you know, I was willing to take the shot. Uh, hopefully they can have some fourth quarter uh, fireworks to, to bring me to the cash. All right, let's take a look at some of these odds here. So Two games, Heat Bucks, it's a 221 over under. Bucks are five point favorites. Thunder Rockets, it's a 219 over under. Rockets are five and a half point favorites. That's game seven, do or die. Um, so let's start our center here. And at the top is Bam and Abayo. I was really high on all the Miami guys last slate, and I like them again this slate. And the reason being, well, there is very, very little value once again. So I, just, I don't think I can get to a guy like Giannis. I don't think I can get to a guy like Harden on the slate. Really, like I, I think the balance approach is once again the way I'm going to go. There is little to, to no value. So, Bam and Abayo is at 7-9. He was basically out there every single minute Giannis was. He played 38 minutes. I mentioned that was a possibility the minutes would go up, um, you know, going up against a tougher opponent, whereas, you know, Pacers, they were kind of cruising by, limiting his minutes. But he played 38 so if we're going to get close to 40 minutes again from Bam and Abayo, I love him at 7-9. I think that's at a really, really good price. My worry is I think there's slight chance that he can get in some foul trouble, which is a concern. Guarding, He's going to be guarding Giannis a lot. So that does worry me a bit. I think if he stays out of foul trouble, he can absolutely crush his salary, though. So I like Bam a good amount. I think Steven Adams is safe at 5-7. Uh, played 31 minutes the last game, which is good to see. One for 25 fancy ones, kind of cooled off in the second half, but uh, it's it's a mismatch when he's out on the court. Um, so he's not going to kill you. Like I don't think he's going to really win me a GPP, but I think what I know is we'll probably get somewhere around 25 fancy points from Steven Adams. 
I'll take that at 5-7. Uh, I think that, that stands out as a, as a pretty decent play. Now, Brooke Lopez is the guy that has a little bit more upside, in my opinion, as opposed to Steven Adams. Brolo is scoring-dependent, though. He's a scoring-dependent center. Look at that stat line last game. 24 real-life points, one rebound, two blocks, and a steal. So he is super scoring-dependent. Super scoring the floor is somewhat low, but I think his ceiling is higher than a guy like Adams. So if you're shooting for that upside of the center position, then maybe you go Brolo. If you're shooting for more of the, the safe floor, I think it's Steven Adams. Let's see. Jeff Green's a guy I'm going to avoid at 4-9. Um, only played 18 minutes the last game. Robert Covington, P.J. Tucker are playing really well right now for Houston. And then obviously, Eric Gordon, Westbrook, and Harden are getting up a lot of minutes. So there's just not enough minutes right now for Jeff Green. Uh, so unless like, Covington or, or Tucker get in foul trouble, I don't see Jeff Green playing more than 20, 25 minutes. So uh, I'm not going to go there. P.J. Tucker's at 4-5. You never feel great about playing P.J. Tucker, but he's been playing really well in this series. He really has. Uh, 27, three games ago, he was on pace to have a really good game that he ejected two games ago, and then 38 minutes, 32 fancy points. What you know from P.J. Tucker is he'll play close to 40 minutes. Sure, he's not a great offensive player, but if he's going to play 40 minutes, he's going to get you some rebounds. He'll probably get you an assist or two. He can probably get, you know, a couple buckets. So, there's like very, very little value, and you're not really getting him at a discount, but I think he's he's a value guy that I like at 4-5. or five. I think the ownership will be up on him after the last game. Probably won't expect 32. I would say P.J. Tucker expects somewhere from like 15 to a ceiling of like 30. Again, that 32 probably was more of his ceiling. So I would say somewhere around there for his fancy points uh, for P.J. Tucker. Now, Baisley's viable 3-9. Um, they gave him 22 minutes the last game. If he's going to play like 20, 25 minutes off the bench at 3-9, I think it's worth a look here. Well, sure, probably don't get 8 points, 9, nine boards, and 3 assists again, but he's a good scorer, and you know they've used him a bit at small ball. Um, so I have, I have some interest here for the reason of there's like no other value plays in the slate. So I kind of like Baisley. Um, like I prefer him to Kelly Olenek, who's just... Not going to play minutes unless something happens to Bam and he gets in foul trouble. So, don't think I can pull the trigger on Kelly O. Nerlens Noel is a viable punt here at 3-2. He is. He's going to play like 15-ish minutes. If you go in that Stars and Scrubs and you want to get Harden or Giannis in, a guy like Noel or a guy like Baisley, you're probably going to have to take a shot on one of those guys. So, I think both are viable. I think Baisley will be higher owned. But don't completely rule out Noel. He's a decent point-per-minute guy. He can go for, like, 15 fancy points in 15 minutes. And that's it uh, for center. So let's talk about power forward. Again, Giannis at 11-4, uh, I'm probably not going to get to on this slate. The ownership will drop. He was 70% owned last slate. It's going to drop for sure. He let a lot of people down. Uh, it's just Miami has been his kryptonite. Like, they have really defended him well. Um... I, I still like his upside here, but it's just, you know, you're going to have to take shots on a lot of cheap guys that there's not a lot of guys I feel really confident in. So Giannis will still be somewhat high owned. He's not going to be 70%. I would say maybe like 50-ish percent owned. Uh, but right now, I'm just probably leaning towards the balance approach once once again. So sure, am I scared of fading a, a, a chalky Giannis? Of course I am. But Miami has really defended him well. Um, and there's just, like, no value on the slate. Gallinari's at 
This is interesting. He was absolutely terrible last couple games and then came out of nowhere, had a really good shooting day, 9-17, but still only 28 minutes in a must-win game. Like they feel pretty comfortable giving the minutes, giving minutes to Baisley. So, like right now, as weird as it sounds, like I, I prefer Baisley for his price. He's what three nine. Gallinari six one. Baisley's going to play like twenty two, and Gallinari's going to play twenty eight minutes. I'm just going to go to the guy that's two thousand dollars cheaper. So right now, I give the edge to Baisley over Gallo. Sure, things could change. Right, not necessarily. It's not one hundred percent Gallo's going to play twenty eight minutes again, but. Going off the last game, it feels, you know, Billy Donovan feels pretty comfortable getting uh, getting Baisley some decent minutes. Rocco's at 5'9". He's going to be very popular, in my opinion. Now, be warned, though, he went for three blocks and five steals. We probably don't get that again. He is a guy, though, that usually gets, like, a, a block or two and maybe a steal. Like, he's a guy, I mean, just look at his recent stats. Like, he will, most of the time, get you at least, like, a blocker or a steal or two. Uh, but three, three blocks and five steals is a little bit more of an outlier. Uh, that's why he got to 41. I think he's a fine play in the mid-range. I, wouldn't ex- I know he went for 40 in back-to-back games. Uh, I-, I don't think I would expect that again, but I think we probably get somewhere around 35-ish minutes from him and somewhere around 30 to 35 fancy points would, would, would be a good estimate for me. So I think Rocco in the mid-range looks like a pretty decent option. Like I prefer him to Gallinari right now. I'm not going to play Daniel House at 5K. Uh, just not going to see enough minutes. Like 28 and 30 minutes... He needs to shoot the ball really, really well when he's out there. Like, really well. He, he can still get you there, but I'm not going to go to house uh, at 5K. Jay Crowder's a 4-6. I think he, he makes for a pretty good value option right now. He played 35 minutes the last game. If he's going to play minutes into the mid-30s, then he becomes a really, really good value play. I'm sure Iguodala was in a little bit of foul trouble, but Iguodala just did not look good. And Iguodala was chalk last game. I mentioned that I was not comfortable playing with him or playing Iguodala at that price. Crowder's a guy that, if we're going to get 30, 35-ish minutes, a 4-6, I think he looks like a pretty good like value option. Like him, P.J. Tucker, Baisley, George Hill, if, if Bledsoe's out. Like that's the value right now uh, on this slate. Um, yeah, I'm not going to play Kelly O. I'm not going to play Marvin Williams. How many minutes did he play last time? 21? Eh, I guess that's a viable punt, like Marvin Williams. I wouldn't rule him out, actually. If he's going to play, like, 20-ish minutes at, at close to min price, he's, like, a similar play to a guy like Narrowlands to well. So don't rule him out. I think he actually is is a viable punt if you're going to start in the Scrubs approach. Small forward, Butler's at 8-3. Um, I mean, I like all the Miami guys again. Jimmy kind of had a weird uh, box score for him. He was He's normally a guy that does it all. The last game, he went for 40 points, two assists, and four rebounds. He's a little bit scoring dependent. That's normally not his stat line, so I'm not super worried about it. Um, he's normally a guy that does more. Um, and 8.3K, I just think looks fair. Again, I like the guys in the mid-range. So Bam and Abayo, Jimmy Butler, and Goran Dragic. I like all three again. Um, yeah, I, I'm pretty high on these Miami guys. So uh, I, I do like him. I do like Middleton, too, at 8-1. Played him last slate at 25% ownership. The ownership's going to go up this slate. But if you can't get to Giannis, I think it makes sense to get to Middleton at 8-1. He played 37 minutes, which uh, we were seeing about 31 to 32. So the mitts went up on Middleton. Um, if he's going to play 38 minutes a game, I like him at 8-1. Man, I am leaning right now towards the balanced approach. So Middleton at 8.1K I think looks pretty solid. 
Duncan Robinson, I just wish he was cheaper. Like, he'll play 25-ish minutes. He can still get you there at 4-7, but he's he has a low floor. He's not shooting well like the previous two games, 12 and 10 fantasy points. Again, the floor is low. The ceiling for him is probably 30-35. So, not saying he's out of play, but he's a risky uh, target on this two-game slate. Dort's a guy at 4K that's playable. I don't think I'm going to do it. Like, I feel more comfortable right now with Basley. I feel more comfortable with P.J. Tucker. I feel more comfortable with Jay Crowder for value. And George Hill if Bloodsome's not. Like, that's the value that I'm looking to. Dort at 4K, I'm just, he can get you there, but I don't feel good about it. Um, I would rather uh, get to those other value guys I mentioned. Kind of the same thing with Iguodala. The price went up, and the minutes went way down. 19. I just, I don't think I can do it right now. I, I prefer, I feel much more comfortable with those guys I mentioned. Tucker, Crowder, Baisley, George Hill, blood slips out. That's the value that I'm looking to. Corver, how many minutes did he play? 16. I mean, that's a complete dart, though. He did get you there because he, he shot the ball well, but he's 3-1. I guess he's playable, uh, but you, you can't feel good about that. Shooting guard, Harden's at 11-2. Do or die time. I mean, the upside is still high in Harden. Westbrook's really been struggling. It's just, can you feel comfortable enough with the value pieces around uh, around him? You know, those four value guys I mentioned are the, are the guys that I'm looking to. So you could technically go Harden, Giannis, those four value guys, and then probably, I don't know what that would leave you with salary-wise, but I think that that would be a viable build. If you go in that stars and scrubs, I just still again like the guy. I feel a little more comfortable with the guys in the mid range, and then probably get to to one of those two, one or two of those value guys that I mentioned. So, Harden, um, he has upside to go for seventy plus any single game, even when Westbrook's playing. And Westbrook again has really been struggling, so I think Harden's going to want to be a little bit more aggressive offensively. And again, a must win game here. So, I have interest. It's just what do you have to sacrifice to get him in there? If you feel comfortable with enough of the value around him, then I like Harden. Mentioned Butler. SGA. I always joke around about it, but it's like, what the hell is is with SGA, man? Um, whenever he is chalk, he will completely bust. Whenever he's low-owned, he will go off. I literally don't know what to, to say about him. I mean, just looking at these stats, like, look at his points. 18, 17, 44, 51, 44, 11, 22. He either is taking over games or completely taking a backseat. I I don't know. Am I going to play SGA? I still haven't decided. Um, I, I know if I don't play him this slate, he's going to go off. And that would just kill me if I fade him and then he just goes off. Um, so, yeah, undecided. I, I just... I don't even know what to say about him. He is so boomer bust. He's a good GPP play because his range of outcomes are 10 floor fancy points with upside of 50. So that's my thoughts of SGA. I don't know. I, I'm undecided on what I'm going to do. Schroeder's at 6'4". He played 37 minutes off the bench last game. That is good to see. Like He was only playing 32-ish minutes. So if he's going to play closer to the 40-minute mark off the bench, then he becomes a lot more viable. And he did not have a good shooting day, 5-16. So Schroeder becomes more viable if he's going to 
continue to play those type of maps, but I think he will. It's Again, it's a must-win situation game seven here. So I have Anderson Schroeder in the mid-range. Um, Eric Gordon's at 5'8". He'll play 30 to 35 minutes. He had a bad shooting day. Still about 27 fancy points. Um, you had a little bit of an outlier performance-wise for Gordon with four boards, six assists, a block, and two steals. With him struggling scoring, normally he has a pretty low floor. We haven't seen it yet from him, but it, his floor is like 10 to 15 fancy points. So Gordon's okay in the mid-range, but I'm not going to go out of my way to play him. Like If he's the last piece in your lineup, that's fine, but... Yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna force Eric Gordon in my lineup. Hero's interesting here at five three. Minutes went down a little bit, twenty-nine. Uh, he had not the best game for his standards, sixteen fancy points, but I think the ownership will drop in him. And he's still a guy that he's gonna come off the bench. He's not afraid to shoot the ball. And if he gets hot, they could extend him a bit. So I kind of like Hero as a contrarian play in the mid-range, because I don't people will look at that most recent game and avoid him. I think that's kind of a mistake. I, I do like him for the reason of I think he'll be low-owned, and he, when playing well, he can go for 30 to 35-plus fancy points for sure. So kind of like Hero there in the mid-range. Like I definitely prefer Hero to a guy like Duncan Robinson. I'm not going to get to Iguodala at 3-7. Pat C still did not, I think did say 25 minutes. It's a viable punt. Not going to feel great about playing Pat Connaughton. None actually was in the rotation too, but I'm not going to take a shot there. Matthews, it's really gross, but I guess it's playable. Like, he'll play 24, 22 to 24 minutes. Super score independent, but on a slate that has very, very little value, he's viable. Um, and that's it. Like, DiVincenzo only played 14 minutes with no blood cell. So, I just, I can't do that either. Let's talk about point guard. So, mention Harden. Westbrook's an industry contrarian play at 8-9. He played absolutely terrible that last game. Terrible. Lost in the game. Um, if he is going to continue to be on a minutes limit, then I probably don't get to him. But if he's off his minutes limit, he plays 35 minutes. He's an interesting contrarian play. Like, I'm not excited to play him because he's been playing bad, but he's still a guy that has 50 fans for an upside. So I'm probably not going to get to him as I'm a single li uh, entry lineup guy, but He's a viable contrarian play if he's not going to be on a men's limit. Now, CP3 was a guy I liked last slate. Uh, played 40 minutes and 48 fancy points. He's the guy that I feel the most comfortable with for the Thunder guards, just because he has the highest floor. He'll have the ball in his hands a lot. Can rebound the ball, can get some assists, and obviously score the ball like he did last game. So CP3 at 8-2 I think makes for a good play in the mid-range. Drogic I like too. Even at 6'9", I still like Goran Drogic. I still think he can get you there at that price. Um, he's going to play 35 minutes. He's a guy that can do it all. He will also have the ball in his hands a lot. I mean, yeah, if you look at those games, he's been shooting the ball really well. 20, 24, 23, 27 points. Like it's him, Bam, and Jimmy. You know where the offense is coming from. So I, I still have interest in Goran Drogic here at 6'9". Bledsoe's at 5-6, so this is obviously something to keep an eye on, questionable. If he misses, I like George Hill's a value play. If he plays, I think Bledsoe's a viable play in the mid-range, but don't know if he'd be my favorite play. Like, I would probably rather get to a guy like Drogic for a little bit more. I'd probably rather get to Schroeder than Bledsoe. Now, Bledsoe's out. George Hill is, is a solid value play. But 36 minutes last game. Did not have a good game, but the minutes is what I want to focus on, right? 
Because in previous games, he's gone for, what, 19 minutes, 14 fancy points, 23 minutes, 24 fancy points. So he's normally a decent fancy point per minute guy. He's had a terrible day. But if he's going to continue, if he's going to get, like, 35 minutes, then I think he's a, a certainly one of those value plays that I like. And him, Tucker, Crowder, I think Baisley are the guys I would look to for value on this one. And that's really it. Uh, Mason did get in the rotation, only played two minutes, so obviously can't go there. That's what I got, guys. Um, so right now, I'm leaning towards the balance approach, a balance approach once again. Now, can you do stars and scrubs? Yes. The ownership will be, I think, lower on Giannis. I think it's not going to be enormous on Harden either. So still a viable build. And, you know, those four Valley guys I mentioned are, are the guys that I would look to. Uh, but I just feel more comfortable right now with uh, the balance approach for this two-game slate. So I think that's going to do it for today's video, guys. If you've been enjoying the content so far, I'd really appreciate it. If you leave a like button on the video, hit the subscribe button if you haven't already, and hit the notification bell. I will be live streaming for this two-game slate 30 minutes before lock, so be sure to check out the live stream, guys. We'll go over all the news. Basically, all the news we're waiting on right now is Eric Bledsoe. And then, you know, I guess if, if Westbrook's going to be at a med summit or not, I'll give you guys a team-by-team -team breakdown um, and then answer any questions you guys have at the end. So thanks again, guys. I uh, hope you guys have a good night, and I will see you all tomorrow in the live stream.